What up, guys? Welcome to the Raising Worth podcast. Raising Worth is a family and an organization who advocates for healthy and connected families. We believe connection takes place when we truly understand the value of one another. A major focus of our mission is connecting families with the heart to adopt with the right resources. So you know the drill. We're here to highlight, uncover, and talk about people, places, and things all raising worth in their community. It could feel random at times. We'll have people on the show from all walks of life. It could be from Bitcoin to adoption and anywhere in between. Thank you so much for being here because we know you could be anywhere in the world right now. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. We the Raising Worth podcast. We are so excited because we have two of our best friends here, Brittany and Jacob Bottles, the freshly new Jacob and Brittany Bottles. You want to say hello? Hello, everybody. Hey, hey. <laughs> I, want, I actually want to start by saying that these two people, these two humans in front of me are absolute legends, and they are two of our favorite people mm-hmm. in the whole wide world for a number of different reasons, and I'm excited for you to find out why we love them so much. So... Without further ado, tell us who you are. You go first. You're a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Jacob Bottles. I'm six foot two and (laughs) now 180 pounds. Let's go. Are you you getting some gains this year? Gains, dude. Yeah. It's been hard bouncing back up from 135. Oh my gosh. That's literally my pre-pregnancy weight. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's when I got sick. When I was like four or five years ago. In okay, so that's a backstory. So that's a he had dengue area. fever. Anything else th- there? Was it just dengue? Just, yeah, dengue. Just dengue. I almost died. <laughs> just, just dengue. Went from, <laughs> I lost 40 pounds in two weeks. All right. Tell us, tell us how you got dengue. Tell us who you are. I went to India. That was my first trip to India. Right. When I was, or that was in 2016. And I was there because when I was eight, the Lord um, the Lord told me, I like remember it so vividly. The Lord told me to start uh, an orphanage there or a children's home. And so I told my parents and they're like, that's awesome. Like, how can we help you? And so we'll have your parents on the next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah their, their faith was cl- crazy for that. You know, yeah, most parents yeah, would be like, amazing. oh, that's cute. I'm sure you'll do that one day, you know, yeah. but they're like, all right, let's do it. So, so I'd like be in Walmart, be on the plane and I'd walk down the aisle of the plane telling people that I was raising money, raising money to... You got nowhere to go. Yeah. Empty your pockets. People would give, be giving me $100 bills, you know? An entrepreneur. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I should use that for uh, my own sake this time, you know? No, JK. Yeah, on, your next, on your next project. Yeah. But yeah, and so we, um, we didn't start the children's home. We just gave the money to... Um, a pastor there, a local person um, who we had a relationship with through my yeah. grandparents who was already taking in kids off the streets. Okay. And so he just had four kids. It grew to 10. And now there's 80 in that home. Plus now I think we have 180 kids total that we Come support. On. And now there's, I mean, now it's turned into a whole ministry with That's Riverhouse crazy. Global and stuff. Yeah, but know, yeah, so I was there visiting my visa had been denied twice, and that was the first time I finally got to go. And then I almost died. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> and God. your brother, yeah, and, and John too. Yeah. And it was viral on the internet. Like everybody lived for the yeah, update. But the, <laughs> but the funny part was, is everybody was getting information two days late. Yes. So people and one of our friends, like 
yes, we were deathly ill, but it was like two days late and she like made this memorial post. It like I read it and I was like, I like it's not clear if I'm alive or dead right now. <laughs> like as it's, I read this, I'm not sure what to feel. <laughs> and, and by, by that, that time, time we're just like, like oh my I mean, gosh. we're still like exhausted, you know, but we're we know that we're gonna make getting it. better. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna make yeah. It, you know, so yeah. we're like chilling there. In, in the, the hospital, hospital like, like laughing to- reading. So totally you were twenty one at this time? Was that that I was twenty two. Twenty two, okay. Yeah. That's crazy. No, I remember like seeing some stuff um oh, yeah. about that, like updates, and I wasn't sure like how you guys were doing. I remember being in our offices at the time, like literally like praying for your life. We're like for your life. We're like, dude, it are these guys like wild how many people were praying for us because yeah. when I got back for the next two weeks, I'd be walking downtown and a str- strangers, yeah. probably five or six times, yeah. are you Jacob Bottles? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, my church was praying for you or my prayer. So, it was like young people, old, like these old ladies who were like, oh yeah, our women's group was Always the old ladies, dude. I, like, I was going to say, you know it was the old ladies' yeah. prayers that really did it. <laughs> yeah. it I'd like never heard of their church. You know, I'm like, so how did you hear about me? And it was like, oh, through an email wow. from a person I'd never heard of. So it was like, for some reason, people were like, yeah, it was pretty wild to so like powerful. that people had like deep burdens to pray for these two young men that they had never heard of before, you know? Big takeaway, old ladies, we love <laughs> yeah, the prayers. Yeah. They <laughs> have yeah, them. We, we have those powerful. Carolyn, get yourself a Carolyn. <laughs> yes. Powerful prayers. So you go to India, you have a calling in ministry or missions, and then you um, proceed into full-time ministry at Riverhouse? Was it shortly after that? Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, to be youth pastor. I got back six months later and then six months after that was when I became the youth pastor, which I never saw myself doing yeah. something like that. But I was honestly looking at jobs in Europe, like design jobs. I was, I'd applied for two jobs at Adidas and for, Carhartt work in progress and like a bunch of smaller brands and had had a couple like follow-up emails and one follow-up interview so it was I was like okay I'm getting ready I'll like move to Switzerland where some of my friends are and get it going and then I just was like started to feel torn and I felt like the Lord was calling me to ministry and I was like okay I never saw myself doing ministry like this like only like third world missions because I just like love that environment, right? Like I never saw myself working at a church more like for a missions organization if I was doing ministry, but, and then, yeah. And then Jordan asked me to be, to take over the youth ministry. And I was like, of all the positions, that was the last one that I wanted to do. Even though, like, I know I'm good with kids and stuff. Like, sure. With for sure. Well, it's one thing to be I'm... good with kids, but then to be it's a youth another thing pastor. to, like, really want to go <laughs> and be a youth pastor. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, all right, Lord. And I was like, all right, I'll give you. I had to like, yeah, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give you as long as, as long as you want me to be here. And I, and yeah, that was three years. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So quick question, 2016, you're going over to India, Brit, where are you at? Brit, introduce yourself. Yeah, Tell us perfect. where you were at oh, in 2016. Yeah. Let's hear. Well, when I was eight, I was not dreaming of India. <laughs> <laughs> Start. Um, 2016 we actually met in 2016 
in April um, at Azusa now, the prayer thing. That's right. Yeah. And I was drinking my Bloody Mary when they all walked in, and I felt the instant <laughs> conviction of the Lord. A little tipsy. A little tipsy, <laughs> to the prayer meeting. And uh, so in 2016, I was in Vegas <laughs> when he was in India. <laughs> this is beautiful. I love it. This is beautiful. And then... Uh, and then... Is that when you turned 21? I turned 21 in September of the 2015, okay. but in the spring of 2020 or 2016 sorry i went to it was my dream to go to supercross in las vegas for like my whole life that was my dream so his dream was to find an orphanage and i was i want to go to supercross hey supercross is is powerful environment sometimes so then got back but we had hung out for a few months before he had left just like friend groups and then when he was gone dying in india i was over at his house actually praying with his family and a bunch of friends and stuff. Mm. And so that was kind of an introduction, but I, uh, up until t- 2016 was kind of the pivotal year for me before that I was the party girl mm-hmm. and I was very wild and I believed in God, but I didn't really give a rip of what that meant or didn't really want to give my life to it. And then after I met them, I saw that they had something different. It was Jake and John and Jordan and I was like, I want whatever they have. And a few months later, I ended up diving into River House at a prayer meeting and literally never looked back. I've just kind of been there since. And we became friends. And I ended up serving his youth ministry after doing YWAM. I left for YWAM in January of 2017. So I left for six months and then okay. came back. Where did you go? I went to, so I went to Newcastle, which is actually where he went to his right. YWAM. Right. And I went because I wanted to go to the Philippines for my outreach, which is where he went. (laughs) And I actually did my outreach in Detroit, Michigan. I remember that. Right back to the U.S. (laughs) Right back to the U.S. (laughs) And I loved it. Still one of my favorite places. And I think, honestly, many people that live in America should go to Detroit and kind of have their eyes open, to be super honest. Um, But that place just, like, changed my heart to realize – I can do this in my own city. Like, this is a need wherever. Like, I don't have to go to India or Philippines or whatever. I can do this right here in my neighborhood. So after I did DTS in Newcastle, went to Detroit, and then came right back to River House and got plugged in, in, served my heart out for five years, and then now I'm on staff. So, So you guys are the stereotypical you were just friends. So the topic of this entire podcast is marriage and we picked them for the newlywed episode just friends friends. (laughs) because this is our favorite story it's similar to zach and i's story because we were just friends for the longest time and i thought for sure i was friend zoned for a long time um so tell us about your guys's love story specifically should i give my side first yeah okay (laughs) mine's way better um so when we met in la I remember thinking, this guy is so cool. I, honestly I think everyone thinks that when they see Jacob. <laughs> and I, 100%. Like the he's the coolest. Too. And there was, obviously, I had my wild side still fully alive. Yeah. And I was like, he probably smokes weed for sure. And he loves the Lord. <laughs> everybody, so, everybody, so cool. everybody thought yeah. he was a stoner. Oh. They have a <laughs> so I was like, he loves the Lord. Mean, and he's so instantly captivated. Um, but then as the weekend went on, I kind of watched 
like he just loved people so well like everyone around him he loved so well he loved he he just treated everyone like they were his best friend and um I remember thinking wow I don't know anyone like that and then we uh were friends and I remember we were literally I remember we were walking through Walmart to go get um stick and poke tattoo stuff and I remember having the thought oh god what I do to marry a man like that one day but it wasn't like a I'm like I want to marry him it was like this guy is like incredible he loves the lord he loves people he's cool like he's all of these things that I'd never seen like he set a standard he set a standard that day that I was like that is probably more of what I'm looking for than what I was actually looking for and so at supercross yeah, Supercross, she big different. Looking for the Supercross boys before that. Oh, boys, but we found her a man. <laughs> shoot. So we had a uh, many. Uh, we hung out a lot before he left for India, and then when he was gone on his trip, we Facetimed a lot. Did we? He doesn't remember this, but Ew. Melissa, my roommate at the time, was like, "You and Jacob are Facetiming a lot." He's like, I know, we're just friends. Maybe they didn't feel like a lot. Just friends. <laughs> just friends. And so, um, anyways, he he gets back, and I see him for a couple weeks, and then he leaves again, and I'm like, that's so dumb. You know, what is he doing? After dying, he goes straight back into the And we continued to FaceTime, and then I left for YWAM. And I uh, am in YWAM, and he decides he's going to come to Newcastle because he had some friends there. And I'd obviously talked to all the girls in YWAM about Jacob Bottles, and now we were best friends and whatever. And then he came, and when he left, everyone said, wait, you're not in love with him? Like, you guys are obviously in love. And I was like, no, we're just friends. And so, (laughs) just friends. So he leaves, I get back, and then we're still flirting. Everyone's asking me at church, like, what about Jacob? You guys definitely like each other. He's in love with you. You're in love with him. I mean, everyone. And finally, I'm like, you're right. We do like each other. So he writes me this birthday letter that I'm like, he he's in love with me. And so I do what every crazy girl does that's had dreams and believes that they're, they've met their husband and says, hey, can we meet? And we sit down and I just said, so do you like me as more than a friend or is like this just a friend thing? And he goes, just shakes his head at me. That was it. Just shakes his head and then says, no, you're just like the closest person to me next to John. I'm like, oh, good. So I'm like the closest person to you, like next to John. So I'm your sister. Sister in Christ. I'm so happy. So friend zoned right there. And I was like, well, I didn't like you anyways, you know, super prideful and mm, sounds familiar. Like I never liked him. 100%. Oh, yeah. So then for the next several years, I served his for two years. I served his youth ministry and I was like, we spend so much time together. Everyone thinks we're dating. I'm never going to date anyone because people think we're together. And so finally I realized, I'm like, I have to get some space because I don't want to like him anymore. 100%. So I like, we have to have some distance. So I quit leading youths and I still to say. But for another excuse. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Whatever. I did tell him something completely different. Obviously. <laughs> and then um, I didn't like him anymore. I was done. I closed the door and I basically said no and, you know, went, went after every single one of his roommates except for his brother. <laughs> 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 Eventually it opened up his eyes and 
we, uh, when he asked to pursue me, I did not want to say yes. I was so mad. I was like, my pride is saying you don't get a chance with me, right? Everyone oh, was man. like, what are you, why are you being this way? And you were like, nah, we're just friends. I'm nah, like, oh my friends. gosh. <laughs> and then he uh, pursued my heart unlike anything I've ever seen. And I mean, first date, he brought over motorcycles. Oh no, that was no, like third date, was- right? So first date, he shows up with flowers. Right. And takes me, (laughs) we get in the car and he's like, you look so beautiful. And Jacob had told me I was beautiful like many times in the past, but this time it different. I was like, oh, he means that. (laughs) He actually means that. And so I think we had the whole crew of girls like praying the whole time. (laughs) And I was like friend zone, friend zone, friend zone. And, but the first date he takes me up to Bogus Basin and the sun setting and he, we got gluten-free pizza, and he had ice cream and dry ice in a cooler, and, like, he had it all planned out, golf balls to hit golf balls off, and it was so romantic, and I was just like, nah, we're just friends. But he, uh, every date was so planned, and he, like, knew me. It was like he had seen me and watched me and observed me, and he, like, and then after date three, when I thought about ending it, I had a moment of no one will ever love my heart the way that he does, and so then I was a goner. Anything to add to that? Because that was pretty good. What was your side about being just friends? <laughs> Shoot. And then the fifth date was when I asked her to be my girlfriend, and that's when I rented motors. That's right. Oh. That's right. Yeah, that was a fun date. Um, yeah, we met in the airport, like you said. And I I remember you, obviously, from that weekend a lot. I feel like one thing that the... I feel like it's like a gift the Lord's given me is to see people's potential for who he's made them to be before they're living in that, Um, which sometimes gets me in trouble because then I trust somebody who's, who can't be trusted yet, you know, or who's still like, like, I'm like, oh yeah, like totally. And then I get myself in trouble and I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. I'm trusting the future version. Yes. (laughs) I'm trusting like the, the good version of you, but. The iOS update still hasn't hit yet. And yeah. I'm trying to run too big of a program on this. Yeah. But there's very beautiful things about that. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, absolutely. But from the moment I met Brittany, it was like, I mean, hindsight is like 2020, right? But it, but I could, I could say early on in our friendship that our friendship was different. I was like, I feel so connected to this girl yeah. and, but was not like romantically attracted to her at all. I thought that she was good looking, mm-hmm. I, but I wasn't like even physically attracted to her. Yeah. And, um, but I was so confident she would like go back and forth and act like she was, or kind of like be contemplating running away from, from pursuing the Lord and whatever. And out of anybody I've ever met, you know, it's like, I've had a lot of friends who like dove into following to really giving their life to Jesus for a season. And then it was like, oh, this is too much. And then backed out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I was like so confident that Brittany would just make the right decisions. Like, and she'd be like, oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to go do this. Or I I think I'm going to go back to, you know, partying or whatever. Or I think, or I don't know if I'm going to do why I'm going to move back home or whatever. And I'm like, and I honestly, some of them like that, I didn't know the answer, like, I was like, I don't know what you should do, but I was like, 
you hear the voice of God, you hear the Lord, and so you'll make the right decision. And I was so confident that she would. It wasn't like a like a guilt trip thing, you know? I was just like, I think, and even some of her friends were like, oh, Brittany's like gonna be doing this this weekend, or Brittany's gonna do this, and they were so concerned about her. I'm like, I'm not worried. She's gonna make the right decision. Yeah. And I was like, M- I've never been so confident in some somebody choosing the right way, and I'd never seen somebody just like say yes and not look back like that's powerful even with so many obstacles so i was like attracted to that as a friendship you know so there's definitely attraction but not romantic you know it was just like there was deep attraction of like i want to be around this person and i'm really close you know and obviously hindsight they're probably that romantic was probably in there I'm glad that it didn't come out early no, on. We would not have <laughs> yeah. it. But yeah, and so... He basically discipled me into the woman he wanted. <laughs> it's not that he wanted into a powerful woman and it just happened right, to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love teasing you about that. Yeah. We always joke yeah. about the fact that half of our wedding party had discipled yeah. me at some point <laughs> in the process of our friendship. No, yeah. I love your guys' story for that. Yeah. I think that's the really beautiful part is the way you guys... Um, like he was really patient with you, but then there was maturing on both ends. It wasn't just him totally. like dragging oh, you by the yeah. neck. Yeah, I had like, a lot of yeah, he grew a lot over the years. So then you guys is, <laughs> were officially dating, and tell us since the whole point of this specific episode is newlyweds. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the newlywed season. You guys got married in January. Mm-hmm. What have you learned so far about being a newlywed? There were some things that I was like, that was what I expected. Like I expected to love going to bed every night and waking up every morning with my husband. I expected to love building a home and like being at home with my husband. And I expected that there would be times when we would fight and argue. Like all of those things. I'm like, I definitely didn't expect that it would just be this perfect fairy tale that I, but that it would be beautiful and imperfect all at the same time. And I think because we got married so fast, which was what we started dating and got engaged and married in eight months. Oh, nine that's months. fast. Nine so it was very fast. But there's obviously history there's of a lot of six years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All so the big questions were answered before. Yeah. And we started dating in COVID. So it's like we went on three dates a week. Which we'll get into. That's so yeah. Funny. Which so it's like COVID was a pressure cooker where we just like cooked oh. and then it was like marriage, totally. <laughs> which was great. And that's what we wanted. So in marriage, it's been beautiful that like the day-to-days I actually really love the mundaneness of marriage um I think one of the things that was shocking to me is realizing like oh I can't hide anymore like when I have a bad day at work or whatever I used to just come home and go to my room and like zone out zone out for the night but now I get home and there's an accountability person there that's like you can't just go to your room and zone out how was your day and I'm like it was good and it's like you're lying (laughs) I can tell that it was not good based on our yeah. interaction. Totally. So I think that's and been... vice versa. Yeah, yeah, that's been interesting is like learning, okay, wow, I have some rhythms that I've adapted to in my singleness. Right. Because I have been single and lived on my own for so long of like, wow, this is a shift. And then um, also like you just want to hang out all the time. So it's like, oh, shoot, you realize I haven't spent that much time alone in a while because this is just like... I work and I come home and we're together and it's new and it's like, oh, I still need time to myself. But ultimately, like everything we stewarded when we were dating is what we've stewarded since we've been married, which is like exercising, cooking together, 
date nights every week. Like there are like things that were like, these are foundational cores that we want to keep and continue. And so the date night every week has been huge for us just because I've been in such a busy season. And so is he with like different areas. And so date night has been like, okay, this has to stay intentional. And I still notice independence in me where I don't prioritize date night. And I'm like, I'm just going to go to the gym and let that cut into date Can we have the gym be our date? Yeah, Yeah. I know. So that's where I'm like, oh, wow, still some independence to work on there because this is our time and I still want to do my thing and then do our time. So that's been really big for us. So a really quick question. One of the things you said that I really liked that either of you could just go into this Mm -hmm. a little bit more. You said the same things we were stewarding when we were dating, Mm -hmm. we're stewarding now. Like how did you guys kind of decide together what those things were and yeah tell me a little bit more about like what what are those things one thing that my dad said to me a long time ago he's like whatever you do when you're dating is gonna be what you're gonna do for the rest of your life right that's good so it's like if you like if she doesn't like to work out or go on hikes then you're not gonna do outdoor stuff with her when you get married you know like it's like so it's like, well, like yeah. that's one of my priorities, right? Is yeah. to, and everyone's relationships are different, right? She's like, laughing because I tried to take her camping <laughs> last year. Also because all we do is eat. That's literally all we do is eat and watch movies. And you guys are like, we go on motorcycle rides and we cook and we exercise and we just eat. Literally. Literally. <laughs> and exercise like once a month. Once a month. <laughs> it's like beautiful how... It, there's not just one way you know it's like you don't have to love all the same things yeah, so yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. like there were things that i thought that for sure i was gonna have in a spouse that Brittany was i thought my spouse was gonna be like love absolutely love fashion and be like an artist for sure you know definitely not from this country yeah <laughs> yeah and ev- nobody thought i was gonna marry anybody from this country. i was on that same train. i was also on that same train yeah <laughs> Right. I was like, I'm just not that girl. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. So you were a curveball kind of. Yeah. But in a great way, obviously. Yeah. So then you have the hiking and. Right. The, like those different things. And we like kind of talked about those. And then in our, we did a premarital class or it's called Seriously Dating or Engaged. Okay. It's amazing. And yeah. Awesome. Who, who does those classes? We'll put it in the show notes. So yeah. it's in, it's through, so AJ's home church or church okay. he came from viewpoint church okay roger tirabasi mm-hmm. okay it's his course that he created he's been in marriage counseling for like yeah decades. like aj said that when he like growing up in newport or when he was working at the church he'd meet like all these like people all the time and they're like oh you work for roger that man saved my marriage like, wow. that's awesome powerful. All these people his the cool thing about I so when we did it, I was really frustrated because we weren't engaged. And I was She's like, like, "We're not doing premarital until we're engaged," and I'm like, "I didn't say it, but I was like, well, we're not going to get engaged until we do premarital." <laughs> you know, I was like, "Okay, so," which is huge. And if if people haven't done it, they should because it opens. Like our biggest fight in premarital was about finances, which is the main reason for divorce. That's like the number one reason. For divorce. And it triggered me where I was like, I couldn't talk about it. Yeah, it, that was what it, I, that was a curveball for me. It, everything was super chill. Then we got to finances, and she like shut down. Shut down. And I was like, it's gone. Yo, what happened? I was like, yo, I'm looking at this budget, and 
Like, we're going to have plenty of, we have plenty of money right now. Like, <laughs> and I'm why? like, we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> we're poor. Like, like maybe we'll cut out a couple like things. It. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I was like, it's called seriously dating or engaged. So yeah. I was like, I would recommend if somebody's not engaged or to do it before you get engaged. Okay. You know? Awesome. Because you will, they've had people break up in class. Which is good. Right. Which is good. Yeah. It's right. like marriage is the biggest decision of yes. your entire life yes. besides saying yes to God. And it's like, okay, you have to be in it. But if you don't know all of it. Put some fire under you. Yeah. yeah. And, and, he, and he even said, he's like, those people are now happily married. They yeah. went, a lot of them went through it again. And they're like, and like Healthy. both people would yeah. say, like that person was great, but I'm so glad we, like we yeah. didn't marry each other and married somebody yeah. else. You know, it's like so we sure. did that, yeah. and then we did a lot of we ran together from the very beginning. Okay. We knew yeah. we wanted to exercise, both of us. That was something we both wanted. Um, Just like Evie and I. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like you guys. Yeah. And then reading the Bible and and prayer and stuff. We didn't do. We protected that space for the most part. Like. Yeah. Our like our quiet times were never shared together. Yeah. Before. Um. Now we'll do it a couple times a week, but um, yeah. which has been cool. And I actually thought that was wrong. I didn't think you could do that. I didn't think you could share your secret place. I don't know where I heard that from or where I. <laughs> you just got to build that extended I, version of the walk-in prayer yeah. closet. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what I mean? It takes some time. <laughs> so that's been good for us, like doing that um, a few times a week. So, but we yeah. obviously pursued the Lord, and then. Um, we always wanted to do fun things. So like date mm. night, we like didn't want to just be stuck at home. Or, right. And then when we like even fighting and stuff, it's like, okay, we, we tried to practice what we were doing in the book and what we were learning. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it was just like, okay, let's just do normal life and let's do some fun yeah. things. Justin Ross told me when we started dating, um, well, when he was wanting to pursue me and I was unsure, he said, the thing about marriage is he's like, at the end of the day, you probably aren't going to spend that much time together every single day, but every single day you will end your day together. And he was like, and most of life will be done as like friend, like you're just like friends hanging out, doing things all day long. And he's like, if you don't have fun with your spouse, I don't know what you're doing. Mm. Cause he's like, it's just, it's, it's mundane every day. You just have to bring fun into it. And I think that for me, I was like, Oh, Jacob and I have fun together all the time, even in like the silly things like cooking. We always cook together. So is that something we brought into marriage when we were dating? We would cook meals. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Like just eating out. So those are some of the things we've done. And then making sure we spend time with our friends. Yeah. Yeah, You guys are good about that. I've always been really impressed at your guys' ability to stay attached to your community. Because a lot of people get married and they're off, dude. They're in their own island. They're like, we don't need nobody. We're so excited to be in love. And then everyone's like, yo. But one of the things I like am inspired by that you guys have done, like literally, this is one of the reasons why I say they're legends, is literally you guys have been so transparent Mm -hmm. and so honest before your communities. And so it's like you guys have literally probably better than anybody I've ever watched. Pre-marriage, engaged, and then post Yeah, like woven your community Mm -hmm. into your relationship. Yes. So it's like neither of you feel like there's anything to hide. You guys are both just so open. And everybody who's close to you that's on a need-to-know basis with you knows everything that's going on. And it's just this really... Yeah, it's just been really cool to watch. I just want to tell you guys right now, I really love watching your guys' relationship. It's good. Sometimes that was hard. I'm sure there's some challenges with that, for sure. You can't hide it, right? Like, Well, and then it's like people who think that they 
have a say in our relationship, right. you know, or it's like, I, I respect you and I love you, but you actually don't have the voice in our relationship that you think you have. Right. And you guys are good at that too. So touch, you guys touch are good on with boundaries. Yeah. I would love for you to share that Please. as a newlywed couple, when people come to you and they're like, yo, yeah. I see this or they have something Such they're trying question. to sharpen. Totally. What's your response? I think yeah. most, most of that happened early on in our dating yes. because every, we are so close with so many people and like so many people wanted this us to be together for so long right and like people would ask me all the time about her people would ask her all the time about me right and then so then it was like everybody wanted all the details and I was like okay this is gonna be so messy you know if everyone knows everything so actually right before we went on our first First date, date we went on a walk and I was like these are the people I'm sharing with what's going on in our relationship. And they're the people that have a say That's good. Yeah. in this. That's amazing. That's yeah. Really and, and this, like this person, like Justin Ross was like my, okay, this is a wise person who's married, who has children, you know, who can give me, right. who's also a counselor who can give me that wisdom. And then these are my friends that I'm letting into this. Yeah. And then who are yours? And I was like, okay, I'm not going to share. I'm, I'm going to share very, not the deep things like with everyone stuff. else. Yeah, I'm going to share I'll only share broad stuff because I want to protect this. Yeah. That's real. But COVID was really good for that cuz then yeah. it wasn't like we show up to church after going on our first date and everybody's like, "How was your day?" You know. Totally. It, it would have been so scared. overwhelming, but yeah. yeah, it made me better at better at being like keeping it to myself cuz it was like you don't want the voices yeah. of an and audience. I, and I re- realized like how much of my heart she had already because i was like well like my heart is literally out on the line right now have you taken that same approach in marriage where you have your same crew that you kind of confide to as a newlywed yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i would say it changes a little bit because obviously now it's married married, people and so you're like i want married people to speak it's weird right it's a really weird shift because it's so hard many of my friends are not married Right. right And so I'm like, oh, wow, they're still my best friends. But I'm like, you, I don't know how you're not married. So it's harder for me to navigate these conversations. So that's been a little bit of an adjustment for me. Yeah. And that's like something you don't understand until, like, I remember like my my friends who got married, like sometimes I, I didn't get it, you know, I didn't get it. And then now I'm married. I'm like, no, like you don't, like, you just don't understand. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think there's a level of protection there because you're, you're protecting it the most intimate and unified relationship that you'll ever carry on earth. And so it's like anything I pour, like anything I share affects him. Anything he shares affects me or affects our family. Yeah. And there was, there was a few times in dating where it was like, Oh, I shouldn't have shared this with this person. And it, and then it like got back through and was used like kind of against her you know or like and i was like wait how did it get from this person to this and it's like i mean i don't want to i don't like thinking that oh everyone talks and you know but it's very easy in a community where everyone's so close that it's like i'm gonna like i'm gonna share or you're gonna zach's my close friend he's gonna share something with me well, my brother is my close friend, so I'm going to share that with him too because it's like weighing on me. And then my brother is going to share it with, you know, and it's like it gets around. Yeah. So sometimes, and I know that's like not the intention, but 
Um, I think that's one of the things that's been so beautiful with Jacob is he doesn't do that. We've talked about that because Zach's- They're both vaults. They don't you say d- anything. He won't tell me a thing and then I'll say, oh, so-and-so. And then I'm like, you got 10 boys. Yeah, I know. Jacob was the only guy for the longest time that knew. And it's frustrating, but it's the best, right? It's the best. So it's put a level of trust for like where I'm like, oh, Wow. Like, I really trust you. Do I really trust myself? Because yes. girls get together in a room and they just start talking and then you leave and you're like, did I say anything? I know. And so I think it's made me more aware of like, okay, I like what I'm taught, what I'm sharing. Cause he is so good about it that I'm like, yeah. am I, I want to level up. I have, I have areas to grow. I need to like me get there. Too. And so that's been, that's been cool yeah. for, so tell us about, I, I, I kind of wanted to talk about COVID, but since we're close on time, there's something, a lot, there's a lot of questions that are coming through my head. But the first thing that kind of was going through my head is, so you freshly get married, you're in a season, like you guys are very different, right? Yes. Similar to Zach and I, where, so as a newlywed, someone who's listening to this, they're like, mm-hmm. I just got married and my spouse is totally, totally different. As newlyweds, how have you guys been able to learn how to kind of cheer each other on in your own callings, but in totally different worlds. Like, so Jacob loves to learn. He loves Bitcoin. He loves <laughs> vintage. He loves fashion. He, I mean, his I dive mind, in the rabbit hole. Yes. Like, and he goes and he goes really far and like five books. It's like, Oh, I want to learn about you guys are the, the golden ratio. I want to <laughs> learn about, it I want to so learn amazing. about, Wait, yeah. Oh, and I'm like, who cares about the, nft i'm like i don't know what that means and he tries to tell me and i just don't get it and so the first probably month and a half that we were married i would just listen blankly and like try to encourage as best as i could and then i finally this one day i was like you need to go talk to zach like i actually don't know how to steward these things because as much as i try to listen i actually don't know and like I don't know, but Zach knows, and he yes. will listen, and he will encourage, and he will take. You guys talk about level. the golden level of rabbits or whatever yes. all you want. And I think that's what I've learned. As like I'm like so on fire for I'm like go for it, take the risk, jump in. I'm behind you 100. percent But I'm like when it gets down to the nitty gritty, probably go talk to Zach or John or something because I'm not. That's really, really sure. cool. Yeah. And I think that's where. Finding your place. Finding, yeah, finding your place as a spouse and knowing you actually don't have to be. Fill it all. Yes. That's good, Britt. And if you try to be, you're going to fail and everyone's going to end up disappointed. But I think it also proves the importance of community around you where it's like girls are going to, some, some of the girls around me are going to be able to pour into the dreams of my heart with better than, you know. Right. Well, dreams is different though. It's like, yeah. yeah. Well, and I feel like you're not giving yourself enough credit too because like with both of us. Like you think like you probably would have never been or probably still aren't passionate about vintage, but, but you, I'm wearing a vintage but <laughs> or like different things, but you've learned, you've learned like the single stitch. Yeah. And you've learned <laughs> and you've read des- a couple design books with me and you know totally. my taste and you know, some, you know, like some things about the things that I'm interested in where you can engage in a conversation, yes, you know, awesome. and I, I feel like I've done the same for you. You know, I've watched a couple episodes of One Tree Hill. Come on. <laughs> Dude. I always awesome. forget whenever I watch that, I'm like, man, I forgot how dramatic high school was, you know? <laughs> Wild. <laughs> so I have a quick question in that because kind of listening to you guys talk yeah. about, 
you know, relating to each other's different passions and just trying to understand each other. I think for me, when we first got married, and I would just like spill my heart and like be super excited about these topics, and I would kind of be looking at like blank eyes in a blank no, stare. I, like that. Yeah. Sometimes I, I felt, that. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think at the beginning, I felt really rejected. To- totally, know? yeah. So as a, as a man, as a husband, like how have you navigated that feeling? Yeah. Because I think even just as, as men in general, like when we like get passionate and open up, it's kind of a big step for us. Yeah. And so if it's, that's not really like brought in with like, you know, some celebration, it can feel like rejection. Yeah. So it's like, here's my heart. Like I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm so passionate about all these things. No, totally. Yeah, so how have you kind of navigated, you know, that feeling? Yeah. Uh, I think one of the big things is like, expectation like sometimes sometimes we can just in in anything not just that have like i have an ex way too high of an expectation of how something's gonna go where it's like i've well this happens all the time right it's like i am the only person that knows my internal dialogue so i've been fired up thinking about something for five hours and then i just come in hot you know and 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 she's like, where did this come from? And I was like, well, four hours ago, like this, you know, like we drove by that, you know, and it's like, and I said, oh, that's sick. You yeah, know, yeah. Or like that design of that building looks sweet. So then I'm thinking about design stuff. I get home and I'm like, read something about it and whatnot. And then, or I'm at home doing my schoolwork for my master's program. I'm getting like fired up about how Jesus' life is like reliving the, uh, the story of Israel and how God or how like insane of a writer Matthew is with like the gospel and how he's like doing all these things. And I'm like trying to explain it to her. And she's like, that's so sweet, you know? So I'm like, so, so I'm like, okay, I need to come in with less expectation, maybe and not, maybe not so like aggressive, but I can still share passionately. And like, um, and then when she does the same too, is like, I, I'm like, okay, I I can step up and like try and engage and be like, that's awesome. Like ask some questions and you've gotten better at that, like asking me questions for more, but I'm not going to expect to have the same conversation with her that I would with, with you or with somebody else who's like really passionate about that, you know, and who can talk theology all day or talk about um, interior design or fashion or whatever, you know, it's like, well, and I don't know if you can relate to this EB, but sometimes I'm like, you're so smart. I don't know if I have any other questions. Oh, for sure. Like no, all the answers. To and then sometimes and that translates as rejection. Cause yeah. you're like, I don't know what and to ask. Else to ask. You just told me the whole entire novel that yeah. you just read and I'm not sure. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> okay. So this is something that I, I feel like the common thread throughout everything you guys have said is the power of your community that you've allowed into it, that you've allowed to speak into it. And I think that's a huge thing. We get a lot of emails and messages from people saying, yo, I just got married. I've been married. My marriage is on the line. My marriage is on rocks. How do you actually find your people? I've been gone to this church, haven't found my people. I've gone to this group. So how would you guys say to a newlywed couple or maybe a couple that's been married for 10 years? To the, you guys are thriving because your community right. and because you're soaked in. Yeah. What would you say to somebody that's looking for that? I just had a conversation actually with a young adult who's not married, uh, but today, and I just told her, I said, I said, creating community takes work. 
just like your prayer life takes work, your marriage takes work, you know, all of those things take work. And I think when it comes to community, it's easy to go to a bunch of different groups and a bunch of different churches and be like, I haven't found my community, but I'm like, have you stayed long enough to try? Because mm-hmm. I, I think I look at our community and I'm like, there's been a lot of hard things with all of our friends where I'm like, we navigated difficult conversations and hurt feelings and not meeting expectations and breaking trust. Would you and, say that's just a part of community? That's just a part of community. That's what so, family is. You know, so, it's like you go to the people you get pissed off most, your brother yeah. like, yeah. or your parents or yes. whatever. And it's like, but you know that you're never, it's like, I know at the end of the day, no matter how pissed I am yeah. at my parents, or at my brother, when right. it's like, yeah. oh, I know they're not going to leave. Yeah. I know that I'm not going to yeah, leave them. Good. So I would tell them, really I, I think I would just say, like, you have to put in the work. Mm. And marriage is work in itself. And it's like, yes, if your marriage is falling apart and you're going to counseling, and obviously we're newlyweds, so. But my dad's been divorced twice. My mom, you know, I've been a part of many divorces. And so I'm like, the one thing that I see lack is community that mm. empowers them and encourages them to stay together. Mm. I'm like, you can go get as much counseling as you want and you can go to as many mm. church meetings as you yeah. want. But if you don't have community to like be your bumpers. Oh, that's what saved rough. us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I watch my dad or my parents for them too is like when my mom was super sick, she was like bedridden for two years. She had like really bad depression and my dad had like, a significant amount of friends telling him to divorce my mom. But but he had, like, people close to him yeah. that were, like, checking on him daily and, like, weekly and being like, hey, man, like, just, how like, yeah, how are you doing? And, like, and just, like, speaking life into him, you know, like, yeah. and, and stuff. So I, like, watched, obviously, when I was, I didn't know that was going on, you know, but, like, now seeing that and for us we found our community before, before we, got we got married obviously some of it's like changing because now now like i'm coming to you and asking you different questions zach because right. you're married so now i'm asking you for like questions about marriage sure. not just about you know being single and like bro pray for <laughs> me i'm like gonna go fly to wherever to date this girl or whatever <laughs> but yeah yeah i think ultimately they just have the community's hard yeah. yeah, building communities good. hard, building friendships is hard. That's so really true. And thankfully, we got to do that for yeah. many years before we were married, and mm-hmm. our friend groups collided. But I think ultimately, it comes down to like, are you willing to put in the yeah. work? Like, the- if your marriage is dependent on like, you guys need community. Like, are you willing to put in the work? Yeah, and because even if it, as a newlywed, if you have a bunch of friends, it's easy to walk away and act like you don't need them anymore. Oh, it's like, yeah. totally. you could be in the same boat all over yeah. again. Yeah. So I yeah. think ultimately, just knowing like yeah. you just have to put in the time and you have to you have to reach out and say, hey, you want to go get coffee? Like you want to go on a hike? You have to start putting yourself out there mm-hmm. because as we get older, we don't have as much time to like. The biggest thing is yeah. communication with yeah. any yeah. type of relationship, right. right? Like friendship or whatever. It's like. And just being honest when it's like, you did this and it hurt me. and Or like, hey, I like I haven't heard from you in a while. Or you and I have done that before too. Or it's like, yo, are we on the same page Quick about check this in. and whatnot? Yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh, shoot. I haven't talked to Zach about our business like that we started together in like three months. Like, it's like, yo, did you sell all this and take the money or whatever? You know? Like, it's like, oh, like, but... A lot of times I've watched people's friendships get ruined or relationships get ruined. And it's like, wait, you didn't just ask check them in. or check, check in. in. And then so 
Okay. I'm not going to be, and then also not being offended when somebody's checking in. Or, right. like, oftentimes offense comes up in me first, so I'm like, okay, I got to yep. chill because what I'm thinking now probably isn't, like, the best thing to say or isn't the reaction my truest reaction, you know, yeah. like what, what I really, what's really inside that, that I believe, you know? And yeah, I mean, really I've had my, many of my closest friends, I've been like, so, you know, pissed at them or when we've been through some like really frustrating things that I feel like I've seen most people be like, walk away. Cause they just didn't have a conversation about, yeah. you know, and yeah. I've seen, I mean, I don't really have a lot of marriage advice because I was just married, but well, but I've seen a lot of marriages break yeah. up, break apart because of that. Where it's like, why didn't you just talk about this yeah. and then being willing to receive or to listen to somebody and then be like, okay, I think that what you're saying is complete nonsense, but I'm not gonna say that right now. Yeah. I'm gonna listen to it, yeah. and like even sometimes she said things to me where I'm like inside so upset and i'm like no you're 100 percent wrong here like what you're saying is complete nonsense and then i go away and and yeah there were times where you were 100 percent wrong but but there was still somewhere where i was able to grow from and if i would have reacted and just said that then i wouldn't have grown we would have been in a bigger fight you know but it's like i swear that even when even when i'm like so right which isn't which isn't often, <laughs> but even when I'm so, she says, I know, even when I'm so right and I am actually right, I can usually learn and That's good. become better, like humble myself and be like, there's actually a piece of me that needs to grow. Yeah. Totally. That where, and I still have to apologize and be like, hey, I wasn't really listening yeah. to you. I totally agree with you. I think it's like a craft, right? Mm-hmm. Where like you can learn how to sculpt you know, a sculpture, mm-hmm. right? So someone could do that at a basic level. But then you see these guys who can do like, you know, dragons that are on top of buildings yeah, out of yeah. a block of marble. And it's like there's levels to communication. And so there's always an opportunity yeah. to deliver more. This is the word that I've grown in our marriage to say, tender. Deliver more tenderly, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and then like being patient, you know, be more yeah. patient. There's always yeah. a, a better yeah. one. No matter how good you are at something, yeah. like, in anything, people have coaches, right? Like right. some of my favorite designers, they're like, hey, these are the people that mentor. that mentor me. And it's like, do you really, you need a mentor? You right. need somebody to like you critique you, yeah. you know? You need somebody to critique you or that's why Tiger Woods has a coach. That's why yeah. every like big athlete also has a coach, right? It's like, mm-hmm. because they have the coach for their team and a lot of them have personal coaches because it's like, it's like, yo, yeah, you can dunk on him all day and dribble around your coach and stuff, but there's something he still knows that and sees that he can help you with, even though you're better than him at that, you know? So community is, it takes a lot of effort, extreme effort, and always make sure just to check in. Always do a check-in. Yeah. All right. So to wrap up, we ask this every guest. Can I say something? Oh, really sure, quick? sure, sure. I just, I just want to quickly say that as we're recording this, the price of Bitcoin is at thirty six thousand four hundred and seventy seven. I'm just gonna leave that there for history. Holy yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So um, we end every podcast with obviously the podcast titled "Raising Worth." So go ahead. Oh. You, the way you worded it earlier was great. Okay, so the question we have is what area of, it could be your personal life or it could be like 
a sector of business or it could just be a part of society. But where do you guys feel like you guys want to raise worth in the world? It's family. Mm, come on. Always has been. Um, that was something on our, our fourth day we talked about. And I think family right now looks like us and then also the young adult ministry that I am I'm running and building family amongst them. And one day it'll be our own family and, really and building them up to, to love their schools and the people around them. And Both of us families huge. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's for me too. And, um, and then how that's obviously that's expressed through having a family of our own, um, or will be. And then for each of us, then from there, I think that's where we find our individual expression, you know? And for me, um, I think that's, I, I like love the, creative industry and like I am so passionate about the arts and I think in that I love using those to like make people aware of of the divine and of like the supernatural you know to like um and and I think that with that with the family thing is like people seeing that they were that they were like authored by something you know it's like oh there was like intentionality to this body and this soul that is me and I'm and that and almost like a mirror that I want to like create in such a way that people look in a mirror and they see God you know it's like oh like I like there's something more than just this human thing it's like I'm reflecting the nature of of you know a being that made me and then ultimately like I hope that that points them to God as like, oh, I want to pursue a relationship with this, you know, with this being that created me, you know? And so I think that that's, for me, that's how my individual expression of of family comes out is like creating whatever it is, spaces that make people aware of like, of, of God, not that they are God, right? But like of God in them, that it's like, oh, I am a, I am like, I carry, I bear his image, you know? And, and then it's like, oh, I want to know more about this. I want to, you know, just like there's something in people. It's like, I want to know about my biological parents. Like, I want to know like where I come from and those different things. Right. And it's like, I want, I hope that what I create helps people want to know their heavenly father, you know? That's really so powerful. Good. That's really well explained. Yeah, it is. And you're really good at doing that. Yeah. You do a really good job in everything yeah. that you do. So so true. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for being on yeah, this. Yeah, seriously. Such an honor. So we will tag both their Instagrams in the show notes. You guys have to check them out. They're amazing. Super cool people. All right. You guys are the best and we love you guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Brittany and Jacob Bottles. We certainly did. Two of our closest friends. I feel like we could be talking with them forever. And as always, if you guys have a free minute, it would mean so much if you guys left a comment and a star on our episode, whether it be iTunes or Spotify, because that is a way for more people to find our content. So whatever corner of the earth you find yourself in today, we hope you are raising worth in that space and we will be doing the same. Until next time.